Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. January 9. Why the time is flying by. The righteousness that we have is through Christ. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And we didn't have any righteousness of our own. That's 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21. The God of justice he didn't spare his own son. The whole debt or the transgression of God's law was demanded from Jesus, our mediator. A full atonement was required of him. How appropriate are the words of Isaiah, Isaiah 53, verse 10 and 5. It pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. His soul was made an offering for sin. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Jesus suffered the extreme penalty of the law for our transgression. And justice was fully satisfied. The law is not abrogated. It has not lost one jot of its force. And a jot is the dotting of an eye. Instead, it stands forth in holy dignity. Christ's death on the cross, testifying to its immutability. Its demands have been met, its authority maintained. God spared not his only begotten son to show the depth of his love for man. He delivered him up for us all. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John 1, 29. Behold, him dying on the cross. Behold, him who was equal with God, mocked and derided by the mob. Behold him, in Gethsemane bowed under the burden of the sins of the whole world. And yet without resentment, I might add. Was the penalty remitted because he was the son of God? In other words, did, did God say, well, no, this is my son. He's not going to pay the penalty for these sins. Were the vials of wrath withheld from him who was made sin for us? Without abatement, the penalty fell upon our divine human substitute. You know, when Jesus cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God <clears throat> withdrew himself from Jesus, but he was right there in the darkness that surrounded the cross during the time when it was dark that he died. He didn't leave him alone. But it felt like it to Jesus because he was bearing our sin along. Hear him cry, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Reminds me of the man who had a child who, you know, it's been so long since I heard the story. I don't remember all the details except that whatever needed to be done for this child had to be done without anesthesia. And I can't remember why. But the father had to go in there and hold his baby while they did this little surgery. And, of course, the child was like, Daddy, why are you letting them do this to me? I can't even imagine how awful that would be as a parent. And for God, his innocent child, who Jesus was so pure, so full of love. That was Mark 15, verse 34, by the way. He was treated as a sinner that we might be treated as righteous. 
He became one flesh with us so that we might become one spirit with him. He, that we might be treated righteous so that God might be just and yet the justifier of the sinner. So God couldn't be just in justifying of, of us unless Jesus did what he did. He made it possible for God to be just and yet the justifier of the sinner. The love existing between the Father and His Son cannot be portrayed. It is measureless. In Christ, God saw the beauty and perfection of excellence that dwells in Himself. Wonder, O heavens, and be astonished, O earth, for God spared not His own Son, but gave Him up to be made sin for us, that those who believe may be made the righteousness of God in Him. Now who is it that gets the benefit of Christ's righteousness? Those who believe. Non-believers uh, are not blessed with his righteousness. Language is too feeble for us to attempt to portray the love of God. We believe it, we rejoice in it, but we, we can't comprehend it. Mm. It just makes me have to stop and think. You know, the justice of God is not flexible, is it? In order to have the kingdom that he has and the power that he has, he has to have a foundation of rules that protect uh, everyone and make it secure for their happiness and welfare so that there will never be, sin will never rise up again. The justice of God is not flexible, even to the point of his son paying the price the price must be paid. So he paid it for us. And justice was fully satisfied. I actually believe that it was not just an arbitrary thing saying that the price had to be paid. I believe that if Jesus had not stepped in when he did for us when Adam and Eve sinned, they would have just died um, self-destructed because sin can't exist in God's presence. They would have just died. But he, he um, stepped in and kept them alive for this, and kept even Satan and his angels are being kept alive, I believe, in order for this whole um, controversy to be played out, the theater of the macabre. Jesus' death testifies to its immutability. What an astounding gift. To know our salvation is assured, our salvation is assured. Sometimes it can be scary when we read about um, the righteousness of God and the demands of the law. But our salvation is assured. He paid it for us. And all that's required is repentance and full surrender on our part. Even though that sounds easy to say, we know that that's a very difficult thing to do. If when we understand that he is worthy of our trust, it won't be alarming to give him entire jurisdiction in our lives. So, not if, but when, when we understand how worthy he is of our trust and we come to know him, but it takes time to know him. He speaks to us through his word and we speak to him through prayer. And it, in order to have a conversation, it's two-way. And we need his word, don't we? Um, let's close in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord. You're such a God of love. You gave your all for us. Help us to understand and be willing to give our all for you out of love. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.
All right, brothers and sisters, I will see you in the morning. God bless you today.